Chicago, Illinois. Hi, I'm Devin, and I live in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're best friends! <laughs> we started this weekly podcast to hold each other accountable? Yes, Devin, accountable around health and wellness. Welcome, Welcome to, to Weekly Buddy Time! time. Stacy, Devin, how are you? I'm okay. How yeah. are you? Um, I'm hanging in there. I'm freaking out. Um, the kids have a butterfly garden. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. um, the first butterfly just emerged and I'm, uh-huh. so it's cool. Well, you know, you think <laughs> I, I am freaking, so I didn't know. Okay. So I always assumed butterflies, caterpillars, caterpillars go, yeah. they, they eat a whole bunch of stuff. They spin a web around themselves. And they, yeah. it's the cocoon, and then they turn into, they go to sleep, and then they turn into a butterfly. I never really thought about it. Mm-hmm. That's not what happens. <laughs> it's not? It's not? No. What Please ha- educate us. Okay, so for butterflies, they actually shed their, ex- the caterpillars shed their exoskeleton several times. So as you have your caterpillars and you're watching them, they actually lose their, their selves. <laughs> many times as they grow <laughs> like a snake which you know it's fine it's just like little tiny little caterpillar pieces so around. you started with like a caterpillar baby yeah yeah so the caterpillar is growing up yes right now while they well they were so the you know they shed everything here's the thing they don't spin a web around themselves and then they have a cocoon they shed their exoskeleton for the last time like an creature in alien so like they're, they're fuzzy, fuzzy black things. They shed all that. And then there's like this hard encased thing underneath. And inside that thing, it's just goo. It's just a primordial ooze, Stacy. There is nothing, <laughs> nothing inside there except goo. And then somehow, magically, it forms into a butterfly. And then it breaks out and it's all wet with goo like somebody coming out of their matrix pod and (laughs) and it's completely different i yes it's so weird and so (laughs) i've been having a hard time i've been having an existential crisis about these butterflies um (laughs) because it doesn't seem possible how is it these 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 butterflies don't make any sense they're not they're not allowed I've been a little freaked out. And so the the um, butterfly emerged. And so, and this was one. So we had five caterpillars in all. And one of the cocoons fell down. Like it didn't quite attach to the lid the way it was supposed uh-huh. to. So it just fell down on the, on the, into the caterpillar food. And um, they were like, well, you can, you know, take it out and put it on a piece of paper. But it didn't harden and solidify the way the others did. So I was like. Yeah. Eh, that one's not going to make it. Like, something yeah, happened. Yeah. This guy just, he's, you know. That's the one that, that's the one that opens. <laughs> now there's a butterfly in the thing. So he, how long did this take? Like, how? Like a week. How long it just takes it? a week. Seven, day, seven to ten days. <laughs> so you just, like, left it on your counter? Well, no, so. Like, oh, this Oh, my God, there's no, there's. Okay, I, the whole process is a little bit longer. So you get your caterpillars. You wait about a uh-huh. week. And then they turn into cocoons. Um, you wait yeah. three days 
And then you very gently, in a very like um, stressful transfer, take the lid <laughs> off of the caterpillar jar. And then uh-huh. you slowly, you get, you have a butterfly habitat. So it's basically just like a big net. Um, you very slowly put the thing standing up so that the, um, that the, the little cocoons are still like dangling um, in the mm-hmm. correct way into the butterfly habitat. <laughs> and then you zip it up and then you leave it for seven to 10 days and then you have butterflies. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, but it's, uh, it's just bizarre. It's just so bizarre. They get, the kids got the butter, the caterpillars the week of Easter and okay and now there's a butterfly and it and it's impossible (laughs) and (laughs) this one was the 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 dead one that came out of its cocoon Uh and i didn't even see it until it was like sitting on the edge of the butterfly habitat (laughs) like hanging out like a butterfly and i'm like it was like trying to get back to my friends (laughs) yeah like i'm just hanging out and the rest of the the butterflies are still cocooned um and this one like because you know there's goo so their their wings have to dry and so it is Uh it has created this this really gross looking stain (laughs) on the side of the butterfly habitat where it had like carried its goo up to this halfway up the thing it's so bad and i'm just like and then you have to feed it, like you know, because they 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 have to eat. So it's like, and you yeah. and you have to be careful because you don't want to touch their wings, you don't want to disturb them. But like, you only have so much room, and there's still cocoon butterflies in there. So I was just like, oh Jesus, I don't I don't know. So <laughs> the butterflies may all die. They we may, we may not have any butterflies. Um, but more importantly, it's I don't understand how how they're possible. And so, yeah. So I'm freaking out a little bit. I'm drinking heavily. <laughs> I mean, that's nothing new, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Anyway. Well, very interesting. You you have, uh, although you grossed me out at first about the process, <laughs> the overall getting a caterpillar and then watching the whole process sounds kind of cool. I mean, it was, it's been really interesting and I really have learned a lot. I mean, I did not know all of this about caterpillars and butterflies. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting cause I got it for the kids to learn. And then I ended up learning probably more than the kids did. <laughs> like, Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, uh, huh. now I feel educated. So, yeah. you know, this homeschooling thing is there's a, <laughs> there's a civil silver lining. Even grownups can learn stuff. Um, yep. I'd say a lot of grownups are learning stuff if they're actually homeschooling. Well, yes, yes. Uh, but if you're not homeschooling, don't feel guilty. It's okay. Your kids will be fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. That's something we're, I'm going to talk about a little bit later. But anyway. Okay. Um, how are you doing? Um, I'm okay. Working a lot. I had uh, 30 hours in on Tuesday. Oh, God. So not been the yeah. best week. No. Um, Kind of brain is mush. Yeah. So that's how good I'm going to be on the podcast today. <laughs> well, what are you drinking? And maybe we can determine how much, uh, <laughs> okay. how much better you might get. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, well, when I was cooking dinner, I already had a martini because I had such fun drinking martinis last week. Yes, that, yes. Um, 
uh, that, uh, but I ran out of olives. So then on our next grocery delivery, we got more olives. So oh, I was good. So excited to have olives back. Yes, yes. Because then you try it with a pickle and you were like, "That's this just is not going to work. Oh, God. Yeah. Pickle <laughs> juice? No. Yes. Yes. It was bad. It was real bad. And I even, I love pickle juice, but it was real bad. I told you the story um, about how my mom told me that I could learn how to whistle if I drank pickle juice, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because like, right. you know, your no, lips absolutely. like pucker up. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I made a martini while I was cooking dinner, but they get me drunk. And I mean, <laughs> I get it. It's just like, especially the way I drink a martini because I don't drink, I don't add vermouth. So it's just gin in this case gin and olive juice right um and i do a two to one ratio oh man uh so but i had so i had a shot and a half and then i had basically like two-thirds of a shot of olive juice right 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 so but i've had plenty of shots i mean i've hung out with rachel for many years (laughs) so like if i i told james i was like if if we went into the kitchen right now and took shots I would not be as drunk as I am after finishing this martini. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what it is about. I don't huh. know if it's the combination of the salty olive juice and the gin or what, but they get me so drunk. That's so, interesting. Yeah, and this was 6 p.m. and we don't record until like 8:30. Oh no! So you sobered up. Case. So <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. So I couldn't. Um, Oh, oh, don't worry. I kept drinking. But, oh, okay. Okay, good. Um, yeah. I, I was like, I can't keep drinking martinis. And so, I see, uh, I see. Yeah. So then I switched to a blueberry truly, which was good. Nice, that was, nice. That was good. Yeah. Um, which was a whole different thing. So we ordered some food yesterday for a takeout, and the restaurant was doing a deal where you could get tacos and beer, um, and you were supposed to get a six-pack of beer, but they didn't have enough of... They didn't have six of a beer. They only had four. So they ended up, by the end, giving us 14 beers. Oh. <laughs> because they were like, God. They were just like, they were like, well, one, the ordering process was crazy. So they were like, well, we're so sorry this has been a mess. We'll throw in a couple extra beers. And then somebody was like, I really want you to try this beer, too. So I'm going to throw in this <laughs> one. And, yeah. And then, oh, I'm sorry we didn't have a six-pack. So here's a couple more beers. So, yeah, we ended up, we had six tacos and 14 beers and it was like 40 bucks or something (laughs) oh my god yeah i was like okay i'm pretty sure you've charged us wrong and this is whatever but okay okay thank you (laughs) we will take it yeah oh my god so that's how we came across the blueberry truly so i don't know if you can get them in stores but you can get them at restaurants normally um nice so then i switched to blueberry truly but then um so um Seltzers, although I like them, I don't tend to drink them, like, several of them. So um, now I've switched back to the trusty old gin and soda water, Uh, which is what I'm drinking currently. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Yes. I am still still, uh, hacking away at my Cabernet Sauvignon Boda Box. (laughs) Um, I feel like we need you to diversify. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Well, I did try, what was it, last week or the week before that, that I drank the the sheep, Sheep Thrills. So, you know. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's true. So I, I, I diversified for a minute. <laughs> and like, and one, and out of our 74 episodes, uh, you one time have drank cranberry and vodka, I think. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And maybe two times drink a beer. That's probably, 
the rest of it, it's always been wine. It's always wine. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I actually almost thought about drinking a beer because there's uh, we have I have some really awesome beers that I got um, when Thomas did his uh, contactless uh, pickup at Total Wine. Yeah, yeah. Um, from Schultzbrow, so I got some of a couple of their Dunkels, and uh, so those oh, those are very nice. good. But I'm kind of holding on to them for like super super special occasions so yes um because yes. i only had four <laughs> and now i only have two <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah oh, okay i'm trying to be a good D D in the tub beer right yes yes so that may that may have to happen um <laughs> anyhow but yeah so that's uh that's what i'm drinking yep and speaking of drinking <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a lot. Our, our topic today is depression. So I guess maybe the first yeah, thing but, we should talk about is just like why we decided to pick this topic. <laughs> yes, I think so too. Yeah. Um. What you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, sure. Sure. Go, go, go. Be free. Um, yeah, so I think we both, um, through this whole quarantine thing have definitely at different points been affected, um, with depression or felt depression or whatever. Um, yeah, so I think, and it's just getting hard, I think for every week, even, and I guess I was going to get into this a little bit too, but, um, like I think I even started having depression, not realizing I had it. Right. Because I didn't. I didn't feel different, really, but I just didn't want to do anything. Right. Uh, and that was when I kind of started thinking, like, oh, this is probably some depression setting in. Um, because, and just every week, it's getting hard to harder to pick topics or harder to get motivated to research stuff and do things, even though this is stuff that we've been doing for over a year, you know? Right. It's just like, I don't know, just... Getting, it's Groundhog's Day, you know, like people have had people describe it as Groundhog's Day and that's exactly what it feels like. You just, right. And especially with my work being in crisis mode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's you get up, you have your hair on fire all day long. Um, like tonight I was telling James, I was like, I almost want to reschedule doing the podcast because I don't feel like putting my headphones on and being on another conference call is what it feels like. Right. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think on Monday I was on conference calls from like eight until four, just back to back. I had two 30 minute breaks um, and one of them, someone put a meeting in after, you know, like that when I walked in, I had that many meetings. So later in the day, someone puts one in. So I had one 30 minute break in that strand of meetings. And then otherwise that's, you know, and it's just like, I'm so tired. Yeah, of course you are. Being on the computer. <laughs> yeah. And it's actually yeah, one of the really. things that um, that I found, too, that I'll talk about as well. Actually, I'll just go straight to it because you're talking about it right now. Um, mm-hmm. Is that there's this really interesting BBC article that um, my boss actually <laughs> linked to us, which I thought was really interesting. Um, but it was basically yeah. like, hey, you know, if you're feeling like it's a lot harder to um to be connected right now like to people 
Like you feel even more exhausted at the end of the day because you've been doing all these conference calls and online meetings and, you know, especially if you're doing video calls, like, yeah, what is it? Why are we so tired out? Because in theory, we're home, you know, we have all this extra time. Yeah. Quote unquote. Um, we should feel like really energized, but everyone is, seems to be feeling really, really tired. And so um, it's a really interesting article that talks, they call it Zoom fatigue, but any type of video chat that says it's just Mm -hmm. so different and it's really difficult because you're used to being around people. And so then when you're not with them and like you've got like this cognitive dissonance that, you know, you're having to like pay attention to body language and facial expressions and it's a lot harder to do over, you know, a video call, there's always a delay of at least 1.2 seconds. So you're mm-hmm. not having a natural rhythm to your call. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so that ends up stressing people out more than, um, you know, than it would if you're having an actual conversation with somebody. And the other yeah. thing that they talk about too is the fact that like you're doing all of this interaction in the same space so um like imagine like imagine if you're going to a bar and that's the same bar that you talk with your professors you meet with your parents or date someone (laughs) like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) you're you have all these social roles and now they're all happening in one spot and yes um so that's really bizarre and it's it's just hard for for people and i've noticed it Like, you know, it's hard if I have a lot of video calls at work and then, you know, I've got stuff with burlesque and drag and I want to video chat with them. And then like that one week right afterwards where I was like, oh, no, people. And I like scheduled everything and I was so exhausted by the end. Like part of that was this was the fact that video chats and like this this kind of like um, Internet connectivity, even if you're doing it live with somebody can it's not live. You're not actually with somebody. And because of that, it doesn't like your body knows that your mind knows that you can't fool yourself (laughs) into believing that, that, (laughs) you know, it's different. Um, and I was telling Thomas, one of the things that I find interesting for me is that for like our podcast, I always feel really like excited and energized afterwards because we're used to do like, we've been doing this for you know, over a year now. So this is like a thing that I do. Um, Mm -hmm. But whenever it comes to, um, you know, anything like burlesque and drag, it's like so hard (laughs) because that is not the, the, you know, universe that we're usually working in. Um, Mm -hmm. And the kids, like any, they have Zoom meetings and, Poor, a great example, they had a Zoom dance party, quote unquote, for Kess's class this morning. And mm-hmm. like she just, I just kept looking over at her and she she was on and she was, seemed grateful to connect. But all she did was mm-hmm. lay her head down on the table and watch everybody and looked so depressed the whole time. Oh, you know. Yeah. And so it's just not the same. Anyway, you, you keep interjecting. No. I know you have something to say, so I'll be quiet. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah. 
I um I, I was gonna go back to the um <laughs> I, was, I really hate interrupting people, so it's hard for me to just jump in, which I think is what other people <laughs> often do. Uh, so you're already like three topics down, and I'm like, but I, it's okay. I made notes. Um, <laughs> So uh, I was going to say you were talking about um, feeling disconnected and I just had a chat with a coworker um, to this week because I just was getting very, with everything being so on fire and um, I just felt disconnected from everybody. Even yeah. though the crazy thing is we have two meetings. My team specifically has two meetings a day. We have a morning check-in and then we have a midday check-in Right, every day. And um, even with all those check-ins, I still felt disconnected. And so I felt like I was kind of like me and this coworker were kind of having like a, uh, we weren't really disagreeing, but it was just, you could tell that the message wasn't getting across, right? So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just called them um, because we were over IM and I just called them and I was like, hey, I just wanted to call and say this because I didn't want to come across the same way. And we talked a little bit and then I just found myself like, going on this rant about how I just felt like a burden to everybody and how I don't know what if it's just because we're all remote but I felt like I wasn't connecting to people like I normally do and I was like I just I just don't want to be a burden you know and right I was just like, right Why am I telling this person this you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, um and then the other thing was uh you were talking about um having all these different personality roles happening in the same space yes um and although I can't change that from the house perspective, because Illinois got locked down for another 30 days. Um, right, right. So I now know that I'm going to be working here another 30 days. So I have decided that this weekend I'm going to move my work stuff downstairs and I'm going to specifically make a work area down in the basement. And I'm that way when I leave, I'm going to I'm going to come upstairs and that way I'm going to be, I'm going to at least try to separate it like that. Right. Because part of the hard part is right now I've been using the same space as my personal computer. And so one, I can't play, like if I wanted to play a video game during the week, I can't because my computer is all disconnected. But then two, then on the weekends, I don't want to stand at the same spot because then I feel like I'm at work. Even though Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely so I'll report back next week if that helps at all. But I'm I'm gonna set up a totally work separate space that I can that I can work at from. Right there. Okay. See, I made notes. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually have a um, to go to go back because I know I kind of jumped forward a little bit. Um, I have a list of psychological effects of quarantine. If we want to go through. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. How this, uh, if if we are experiencing any of these. Um, And this is based on previous studies that involve mandatory quarantine. Um, So, you know, not necessarily like, obviously, you can't study what's happening right now, but this is like things that have happened. So aches and pains, amplified risk perception, which I definitely, (laughs) I think I had like a month and a half ago. Um, anger Risk perception. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, there's a butterfly in my house. It's gonna murder us in our sleep. I don't know what you're talking about, Devin. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> this butterfly is gonna eat all the other butterflies, and then that's gonna come after me. <laughs> yes, yes. 
that's where I felt like your story was going earlier. I was like, she sounds like she's freaking out that there's a butterfly. This isn't a snake. It's a butterfly. It's loose in her house. So I don't know what you're talking about, risk perception. (laughs) It needs to eat, Devin. (laughs) Um, So, yes. Um, Anger, boredom, cardiovascular stress, which I wonder if that may be part of what I'm like, I wonder if low blood pressure could be cardiovascular stress. I don't know. Oh. But I wonder. Mm Because that, anyway. So something to think about. Yeah. Um, yep. Changes in eating habits, compromised immune functioning, yeah. confusion, con- contagiousness, anxiety. I'm not sure what that means. Uh- <laughs> oh, I guess because if you're cor- if you're quarantined oh, because you're sick. That's right. No anxiety yeah. about yes about being contagious. Yeah, you got you. Conta- yeah. Right. Um, counterphobic reactions. Um, depressive symptoms, difficulty to concentrating, hey, right <laughs> emotional exhaustion, mm-hmm. fear and apprehension, financial worries, frustration, helplessness, hoarding, um, hopelessness, impaired executive functioning, insomnia or hypersomnia, uh, irritability. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, go ahead. Real quick on the hoarding. Yes, I'll stop. I watched a, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm just going to jump in there. No, that's all right. Go um, for it. You jump. So people, people assumed that other people were hoarding toilet paper because of the coronavirus, but it wasn't the coronavirus. I was watching a video the other day that apparently anytime there's a massive disruption to home life, people tend to hoard specifically toilet paper because it's like a, when there's an unknown, people go back, like they know that they'll need toilet paper. So it just makes them feel good. Interesting. To have toilet paper specifically. I mean, you know, it could also be food or any kind of necessity type thing, but Tilt paper is the most common interesting item. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So that, that's the hoarding piece. Yeah. Lesson learned. Next time there's going to be a worldwide crisis, go buy tilt paper, apparently, because that's what everyone else is going to do. Yeah, apparently. I mean, who knew? But yeah, there you go. Yep. That's insane. But yeah, so so hoarding. So everybody was doing that. Um, let's see. Numbness, overuse of drugs, alcohol, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) physical exhaustion, post-traumatic stress symptoms, sadness and despair, somatic experiences, and stigma concerns. So. Huh. All right. So, yeah. So, there's your nice little list from Psychology Today. Thank you. Yes, yes. (laughs) I definitely have been getting grumpy about things. Uh, Um, like... I don't know. We were walking the dogs earlier and my dog turned left and I wanted to go right. And I was like, dog, I didn't want to go this way. I got real <laughs> mad about it. I was like, why am I getting so mad about this? <laughs> because you're irritable. Uh, I am irritable, apparently. And my eating has been crazy. I um, So a couple days last week, I like didn't even feel like eating. And then... This week, I've been, like, hungry and had to have a snack every day, you know? So, it's like, what? Body, what? what is happening? I'm usually a very regular right, yeah. No, you're usually really good at it. But that, yeah, that makes sense. Well, the other day, I can't remember what day it was. It was, like, I think it was earlier this week. I was just, like, it was whatever day that Kai decided to only sleep two hours. And so, I was really <laughs> running on no sleep. Yeah. And so, I decided, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to make an entire um frozen cheese pizza for lunch for me mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't care if anybody else eats it. <laughs> That's i right. eat this whole damn pizza and you know what nope. i did <laughs> I did. 
I think the kids okay. had like one slice each, and then I ate pretty. Mm-hmm. I I at least ate easily ate half a pizza by myself because I was just like, I think yeah. I feel like it's supper because I've been up since two o'clock, and fuck it, I'm yeah. gonna eat a whole pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing matters anyway. We're under quarantine. It's not like there is, you know, any rhyme or reason or anything yeah. like that ends up being my uh, That's right. my go-to at times of just like, it doesn't matter. Everything's yeah. fucked up right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so now that we know kind of, uh, are there any other symptoms, I guess, other than what were listed there that you've been dealing with yourself? I would say lack of motivation. Okay. I don't know yeah, that it called but that I think out you're, yeah, in particular. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is my biggest thing because like some of the things that I know mm-hmm. make me feel better, for example, exercise um, makes me feel better, but you have to, you have to start the exercise, you know, or even, uh, you know, like researching our topic was depression or whatever the, the topic may be you know, taking, I just need to take some time in the afternoon to research our topic. And I don't want to do that. Like it's hard right. to get no, up I completely and understand that. do anything. So I, I would yep. say, no, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely yeah. there. That was actually, cause like, there's a long list of things that you should do to like feel better. Right. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you still like, have to make yourself do um, You know, Almost yeah. every single one. Yeah. I'll, have, I'll, I'll link several articles, but almost every single one is like: make sure you're sleeping enough, make sure you're getting regular exercise, make sure you're eating yeah. healthy and at regular times. Um, you're avoiding, you know, tobacco, yeah. alcohol, and drugs. Um, limiting screen time, relaxing, um, finding ways to get going, making sure that you're maintaining a routine. Um, you know, practice mindfulness. I'm trying to see if there's anything else on here. There is one that says, be kind to yourself, which I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, I haven't experienced yeah. any boredom, really. Because um, I have plenty of things to do. So I'll kind of just hop to thing to thing. So I, well, I'm Yeah, because you got I bored because be you, my you know, thing were sleeping being bored. Because... <laughs> Right. Yes, exactly. And also I often like if we go on vacation and if we try to do a relaxed vacation where we just sit around by the second day, I am like, okay, I'm bored. What are we doing? You know, (laughs) Um, but I've, yeah, but I've, I've found things to do. So um, yeah, I haven't done that. And then the funny thing is with, um, with me, I think when I start getting depressed, that's when I try to sleep more. Um, yeah, so I have to watch myself from sleeping too much, which I think sometimes some people say, I guess, like depression or hypersomnia. Like there's two things like you can either or not I don't know sleep at was... all or you could just want to. That's all you want to do is sleep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I definitely fall into the want to sleep all the time. So like even last night. Now, part of it is for some dang reason. Uh, I've been so cold lately. And but I did notice uh, I started realizing that i kind of feel damp almost i thought oh. oh maybe the humidity is too high so it's so i went down and messed with our okay. humidifier thingy and it was too high um and so i turned that down so hopefully that'll help but um 
I've been so cold lately. So last night I was just like, I'm cold. I've been cold all day. I'm just going to go to bed. And so like, I just went to bed at like nine, which right. used to be yeah, normal, yeah. But now that's way early for me. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I just went to bed at nine. So then I woke up. I've actually been waking up before my alarm, but like, I, so my alarm is like 645 or something. And I've been waking up at like 630 and that's fine. I'll get out of bed. Um, but <laughs> I woke up, I don't know what time it was, but it wasn't even light outside yet. And I was like, oh, right. I guess this is what happens when I go to bed at nine now. <laughs> I wake up at like five. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's my biggest thing is, is a lack of motivation right. and wanting to sleep all the time. Yeah. I think that, that I mine with. is just like lack of motivation for sure. I mean, I can't sleep all the time. So even though I am sleeping more um, than I probably ever have, and that's probably because I'm just. <laughs> um but i um but yeah yeah. we're the strangest dreams i have been having the craziest dreams of my life um so and they're not necessarily bad they're just weird and i feel like like last night i literally had a dream where i was talking to my ex and we were going through all these old like emails and photographs and i was remembering all the stuff from when i was in college and I was like sorting through them being like, yeah. oh yeah, these things that I used to do or the stuff that I used to be. And I was like trying to show Thomas and he was like, I really don't want to know about all this stuff that you used to do mm-hmm. or the things that you used to be. And I was just like, yeah, well, I don't, I mean, you know, understandably because it was like oh, wow. a long time before him. Yeah. Um, but also I don't think he would do that in real life anyway. But that yeah, was yeah. like, it was interesting because it was like. Yeah. My brain, they always say that when you sleep, part of what you do is like sort out, like, what do you actually need? And so it's almost like my brain was literally oh, being yes. like, all these yeah. old memories, let's just put these in deep storage. <laughs> you don't really need these anymore. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I did have yes, two please funny do. dreams. Please that, do. Um, I'd like to tell Story you. Story time. Things, okay. Um, one okay yes and one of them has to do with my sleepwalking so um one night james came to bed considerably later than i did and uh as he was walking in of course which is i I think what normally kind of disrupts me but um i picked up my phone had the awareness to turn on my flashlight on my phone and then started shining it around the room and then to james i "I really hate these ghosts and (laughs) in my mind like, as I was shining the light oh, on the yeah, ghost, it yeah, was, like, yeah. racing them, you know? <laughs> and, but actually, what I really liked about it was that that's what I've been seeing for all these years oh, when I freak out. Yeah, yeah. I, is I see some sort of figure or whatever. And so, it's like, finally, I'm just getting <laughs> exasperated by them. And I'm just like... <laughs> okay let me just erase you again you know and that makes me so happy because right, maybe i'm right. getting over the fight or flight you know yeah um so that was one but the second one that i thought was hilarious and i actually woke up laughing at this um so i had a dream that me and james were walking the dogs and uh you know especially now when you're supposed to avoid people we have to keep an eye out if there's like a someone or another dog right, yeah, or another yeah. person and then we can switch sides of the sidewalk and stuff um and so during this dream we were walking along and james was like oh there's a dog and i was like okay so we start walking over to the side and then he's like emu 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 and i was like emu and there was like an emu oh walking down the road and, and he was like emu and then he was like oh there's a dog 
And I was like, okay. And then he's like, emu, emu, emu. <laughs> and he just kept yelling, emu, emu at me. <laughs> and I, I just literally, like, when I woke up, I was laughing because it was just James going, emu, emu, emu. Emu. That's amazing. What does an emu even look like? I don't, I don't, like, know. I don't even know. I don't know where that came from. Like the, oh, shit. I was thinking like, like a an llama. ostrich. I was completely in a different world. You're right. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> there's that commercial. It's Li- Liberty Mutual, and they have an emu in there, and which is probably where my brain got it from. But, oh, it's so uh, cute. Yeah. They've got the for emu sure. in their commercials. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. Okay, well, you know. Yes, no, that's uh, that's good. Yeah, please continue. It's an ugly fucker. Um. (laughs) (laughs) My dog just got so mad at me. He he was sleeping and he looked at me like, emu, emu, what? It's an emu face. Emu, emu Emu face. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, it's my favorite. Yeah. Uh. No, that's okay. That's, I <laughs> Sorry, mean, I, I, I there actually is like um, um, anecdotal evidence that um, that dreams are getting stranger, and so you know that's something. Yeah, like people are having really weird dreams right now. Interesting. So I think it just maybe all the stress and everybody trying to deal. But um, yeah, that's true. So this is yeah. the thing. Like all of the all of the websites say, oh yes, you should exercise. You should do this. You should do, you should do that, and they kind of make me mad. Whenever I'm like, what should I do to get through this? Yes. Um, and everything's like, well, you should exercise and be good to yourself and eat healthy and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, <laughs> no. All, all, all I want to do is play yeah, Animal know, Crossing. God right? damn it. Just let me sit here in my pajamas. <laughs> Someone write an exactly. article that says all to I fight need. depression, play um, Animal Crossing. I do actually okay. have an article um, that I will share that is talking about how Animal Crossing is the game for the coronavirus moment from the New York Times. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it basically talks wow. about, and I think this is interesting because in the world, you are in control, right? Like you're, you go into debt, but it's nothing you can't handle. Yes. You can pay off. You can do, you handle tasks. You, you are in control of your world. And like right now we all feel out of control of mm-hmm. what is actually happening. And so this little yeah. universe gives us a place where we can just like, you know, <laughs> make bells, create cool shirts and um, hang out with our friends in a way that is like safe. And it's, it's just really nice. And everybody is addicted to it right now. <laughs> wow. Um, it, it is like the number one most talked about game in the world right now. Yeah. So it is pretty, pretty intense. Everyone, uh, pretty much everyone I know is playing yeah. it, including Thomas sometimes. <laughs> like it's that therapeutic. So I highly recommend. <laughs> yeah, I've actually. That's my recommendation. Um, I've never is, played uh, any of play the previous Animal Crossing. Crossing. I think, I think this is the oh. fourth one. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent on that, but it's something like that. Yeah. I've never played the previous ones, and and oh well, we talked about this. This is that sounds about right. My kind of game, um, but um, I don't know. Maybe it is because right. I like uh, games that have quest, but as long as you can do the quest. So that was my problem with that one. That my time in Portia or whatever was that you couldn't necessarily complete all the things at once. So, um, but what I like about right. this is that yeah, it's just. 
you can literally just spend all day running around if you want. Like there's there's literally no like pressure to do anything. Right, yeah. The other night I got so depressed because um, Kess, while I was giving her a bath, she mentioned the fact that right before spring break, which was the last time the kids Mm -hmm. were in school, they had set all these leprechaun traps up in their classroom. And they had made like these elaborate leprechaun traps Mm -hmm. and they had set them up so that after spring break, they could come back and see if they caught any leprechauns. And then of course they never came back. And so Kess was (laughs) like... What about my leprechaun trap? And I just lost yeah. it because I was just thinking about this poor empty classroom with all these leprechaun traps. And I just, no. I could not, I could not even, Stacy. And that was all I could think about and all I could cry about. And so I finally, I was going to try to go to bed because it was like after the night that Kai yeah. was up all night. And I was just like, no, I can't. Like I tried and I couldn't, <laughs> like I could not go to sleep because all I could think about was goddamn leprechaun traps. <laughs> So I, uh, so I got back up and then I got on the Animal Crossing yes. and then like I went to one of those like uh, Nook Miles yeah. Islands, you know, where you get like a $200, $2,000 and you go to a random island and there's nobody living on there. It's like, whatever, it's full of bamboo, which I already have. It's not useful at all. But I just go there and I totally like clear as much of the, like I destroy everything. <laughs> I cut, I cut down all the trees. I pull all the weeds. I'm like, <laughs> until like I lose all of my yeah. uh, tools and like I have no more room in my pockets. And then I was like, okay, I guess I'll go home. But like, I just just like clear forming the entire. You know, I hadn't even thought about that. But like, like I, my, one of my favorite things for, for some, some reason, reason is pulling the weeds. I don't know why, <laughs> but I love it. And so there's no weeds left on our island. And so yes, yeah. yes. So that's a good idea. I could go to an island and just pull weeds. Exactly. No, same Pay 2,000 bills to just pull weeds. Mm-hmm. I will I will tell you that I don't feel like, <laughs> you know, it's... It, yeah, it I is. I feel that way in real life. <laughs> Pulling weeds yeah. in real life is a pain in the ass. But doing it on the, uh, on the Switch is fine. Um, so, yeah. So I... that's that has been a blessing for me and apparently is for a lot of other people as well but i did want to there's a um and i don't know i haven't like done a whole lot of research this was an image that i found on facebook Mm -hmm. it's attributed to someone named jennifer yeager lpc um but i did want to read this because this is something that i'm like carrying with me whenever all i hear is you should do this you should do that um So this is what she says. I want to acknowledge that living through this pandemic is a trauma. As a trauma specialist, I think there are a few things that are helpful to Mm -hmm. know. Parts of our brain have shut down in order for us to survive. As a result, we are not able to fully process a lot of what is going on around us. Feeling somewhat numb and out of touch with our emotions is normal, especially if you've lived through trauma before. And some people are also more apt to feel hypervigilant or anxious while others become hypoactive or depressed. Neither means anything other than indicating your predisposition to dealing with extreme stress. In-depth processing of trauma happens years later when we feel emotionally safe to deal with it. When in the midst of trauma, just getting by emotionally and functionally is okay. Lowering expectations and being kind to yourself and others is vital. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So if we just want to play Absolutely. Animal Crossing all day, it's fine. <laughs> like, you don't have to, like, invent the wheel. And I guess I was feeling especially um, weird about it because, uh, well, like, for example, Thomas ha- has, now that he's gotten over his, his initial anxiety, is doing a lot of, like, I'm going to reorganize the um, uh, garage. I'm doing all these yeah. projects, blah, blah, blah. And I have friends who are like, I'm going to bake all the things. I'm going to create all the food. I'm going to do all this. I'm going to, you know, whatever, take up knitting. Yeah, and right. Like, yeah. I don't want to, I don't, I don't even want to make like supper. <laughs> like, let's just eat hot dogs <laughs> and frozen pizzas and let me play Animal Crossing. And, you know, um, and, you know, are there things I probably should do? I'm sure. Like, I did feel better when I was doing yoga. I should probably do that more often. Um, <laughs> I am not, you know, I probably do drink too much wine. <laughs> I should probably stop that. Like, I, I understand that there are things that I should probably do. Um, but I also feel like if you're getting by and you're managing to still function and get the things done that absolutely yeah. need to get done, like... Don't worry too much about it right now. Just like be nice to yourself, be kind to yourself, understand that this is a situation that literally yeah. no one alive has ever dealt with before. And we are all trying to figure out how to process this. And we're going to be anxious, we're going to be depressed, we're going to be frustrated, yeah. we're going to be not our best selves. And that's okay. <laughs> like just let yourself be and adjust and take it yes. in and things will get better <laughs> eventually it's a good soapbox so that's my there we go <laughs> yeah yeah because that's what i feel sometimes like, you feel like <laughs> i do feel guilty and i'm sticking to it for not doing more like there's <laughs> like there's plenty of house projects that i could be doing but also part of it too is even if you do want to do a project it's hard course, to get supplies yeah. if you don't have them on hand um and so even when I did Absolutely, my little patio yes. project, we did the, where you just order and then pick up at Home Depot, but it, even just being around there, it was hectic and there were so many people and everything. And like, it just, there was so much anxiety of just going there. Like, I don't want to interact with anybody at all right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Me either. I don't. Me yeah. either. I don't Tennessee know if they're supposed to open up in like a week. If they're just open up partial, I don't. <laughs> in theory. Yeah, they're doing a phased open. They're supposed to be opening up restaurants, but like the way that they're opening them up <laughs> is that they're going to sit everybody six feet apart what? and they're going to take everybody's temperature before they come into the restaurant, which seems banal. Like if you got to take everyone's right. freaking temperature what? to come into the restaurant, don't go into the restaurant. Uh, what? anyway (laughs) but i have lots of feelings about this yeah yeah i have strong feelings i mean i hate that all my friends and family are in the south but it's gonna i guess it's gonna be an interesting case study to see if if the south opens up and the rest of the world doesn't uh then you know do your cases get worse or you know can't you know whatever so you're kind of our test case (laughs) yeah yeah exactly exactly no, great. We're the guinea pigs. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> well, we're the South. We're used to being the guinea pigs. Ah. Oh, man. Anyway. 
But that's uh that's pretty much what I have. Is the there only anything thing else I had that you was, have? I was just going to quickly mention things that I have found that make me feel better, and then some other things that were mentioned to help, but um, that I don't necessarily know, but just thought I'd mention. So of course we we. Okay, thank you. Uh, we, you know, said exercise um, okay. and yes, yoga also, um, and then uh, music, but specifically, for some reason, reason having headphones. So, and I guess because it blocks out all other distractions, so you can just like specifically concentrate. So I like to have when I'm like really feeling. Hmm just stressed out or upset or whatever i like to just put my headphones in and block the rest of the world out um journaling i find helps but not all the way like i'm a i like to be organized and so it helps me organize my thoughts or maybe helps me organize figure out what i need to work on so it doesn't resolve the issue but it puts me on the right path i guess um so those are the things that I have specifically tried that I have found that make me feel okay. better. Uh, some other things that the internet mentioned was meditation, which I know I should try that. Uh, so, uh, that, but meditation's one thing. I feel like that would be another one that uh, probably is like step <laughs> one. That's probably something that helps you get in the right mind frame and then you would go forward from there. Um, also with all this, uh, I don't, I don't, right. n- not, uh, cannabis or weed or whatever even though it's approved but the cbd stuff is like there's various i i would like to try that to see if that would help out and right yeah so um i had a friend in high school that was struggling with depression and i bought them at at gnc you can get these pills called sammy and it's s-a-m-e so if you think that you like really have like a not just quarantine depression but if you think you might have more of a chemical depression then that's something that i know works uh so i was going to mention that for anybody that might be struggling um some other things that okay. it's, that the uh, article that i read said that i thought was interesting was take on responsibilities which i think i like that idea because especially if it's something that you can't uh go back on so for example like um, you know, walking the dogs every day. We have to walk them. Um, and so it right, gets yeah. us up and moving. Um, <clears throat> so something yes. like that. Uh, do something new, which is hard, again, when you're not feeling motivated. But if you can think of something new to do, maybe even if it's just go, you know, walk to a different park or go visit a different park or whatever. Uh, but try something new. And then, um, especially since you're just, you know, seeing like i said groundhog day you're just getting up and doing and seeing the same thing every day um the last thing and i think this can be difficult because you have to recognize that they're negative thoughts but right. it's challenge negative thoughts so if you're sitting there and you're like yeah if you're sitting there and you're like you know this will never end yeah, that's or, good yeah i just don't feel like doing anything like you know being aware that you're having those negative thoughts and then be like, no, you know, we'll get through this. Everyone's, you know, everyone will come together and we'll get through this or, you know, whatever, um, you know, so challenging negative thoughts. So that was all I had. Right. No, that's good. And like, I was thinking back on what you were talking about with responsibility, like being forced to be in a position where I have to take care of, you know, people (laughs) is, does help me because it's like I can't just curl up. I, yeah. I literally cannot just curl up on the couch and do nothing, you know, but play Animal Crossing. However much I might want to do that, 
Um, Mm -hmm. it just can't happen because I spend half my day working for my, for my job. And then I have to spend the rest of the day, um, you know, trying Mm -hmm. to provide some sort of learning slash nurturing experience for my kids. Um, and you know, and that is getting easier. Um, well, I say that today, (laughs) spent like an hour just like crying and flailing in the floor and I was just like <laughs> just laying the floor with them well, is what you do at that this point. is also how I feel so I get you, <laughs> like, you know? I mean that was kind of what I did we just all just kind of sat in the floor yeah, yeah. and I held them and they cried and I was like yep no it's okay yeah. like, I, I get it like this is how this is what we are doing right now it is okay um but yeah. you know but it's hard for them especially because they don't know why they're so upset you mm-hmm. know like my suspicion both of them had zoom calls today with their classes and then they both oh. just like lost their minds like halfway yeah. through the day and i think that it was the zoom call because you know it, like Kes, kai is convinced that all of her friends hate her like she Aww, doesn't under, yeah she thinks that since she can't see her friends they must not like her like it's so sad and there's like you know it's like no they love right. you we just can't be around them because of the virus but you know she's three she doesn't understand um and then uh Cass understands yeah. more what's happening but still she cannot physically be with her friends and it's really sad and so i think that it's just you know it takes their toll because they they both loved school yeah. and their teachers and their friends so much like so I think that despite the fact that I think it is important for them to do the Zoom meetings and, and get in touch with the people that they yeah. um, are in class with, I do think it also has a negative impact on them. So mm-hmm. anyway, but yes, I actually it does help to have I also read an article once so that was I talking about... I feel like I say that phrase a lot on this podcast, but I guess we read a lot of articles too for this podcast, but, um, the, um, that we do, we do, we do people plants to take care of helps because that gives them a sense of purpose. And I think it's kind of the same thing when you get older, you feel like you're no use to anyone anymore and things like that. So yeah, I think it's kind of the same thought of having responsibility gives you a sense of purpose. Yeah. Good. Yes. Good. No, exactly. And I'll end on a positive note here because um, I know that we're talking about depression and all this stuff, but I've definitely had some silver linings of stuff come out for me mm-hmm. um, out of all of this coronavirus quarantine stuff. Um, and one of them, <laughs> terrible, but it's true, I think that's great. is that I've, I've, I like my kids better. <laughs> sounds terrible but um i don't know i guess because i i got used to the privilege of like being able to go do other things without them you know and so now that i'm like with them 24 7 there is i just like they're really cool (laughs) they are really neat little humans that i have created and yeah you know sometimes they drive me crazy but um mm-hmm. like I, there's so much more to delight in about them than there is to like be annoyed with about them and really all i see for the most part are the things that delight me and even when they do things like throw temper tantrums in the middle of the day um 
it's a lot easier yes. because I'm so yeah. in tune with them now to be like, I get why you're this way right now. <laughs> like, I know you're not just being a brat. Like, actually, what's happening is that you're having a lot of big feelings and you don't understand what to yeah. do with them. And and Jesus, I understand because literally I'm in the same spot. So let's just sit down here and cry on the floor for a while. And um, <laughs> and so I I really enjoy spending time with my kids. Like. Like, probably yeah. the most that I have with these two ever. Um, it reminds me, whenever Ashlyn was really little, and it was just me and her, and honestly, it was kind of in the same situation, because it was, like, around 2011, yeah. and, you know, like, there was this impending sense of doom in the world, and so here, let me just focus on my family type of thing. Um, like, we spent so much time together, and... I delighted so much in like being her mom and teaching her how to do things and, you know. Yeah. And you took and her so around everywhere with you because you were a single really parent. Cool. So um, there was, you know, the there other... was no leave it with Thomas and then, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, yeah. So. Right. Yeah. No, it was 24-7. Same thing, you know. And she was special needs and had her own set of uh, challenges. But Um, but I just loved, you know, being a mom and it's been a long time since I've been able to just be in mom mode so much that I understand why I love it so much, if that makes sense. Like, um, so that's been really cool. Like I, I enjoy doing stuff with them and for them and, um, you know, it's good to have a break. Do not get me wrong. I still like to have my me time, but, um. But I've really, I've really gotten used to it, and it's gonna be. That's gonna be kind of sad when I have to yeah. like, you know, go back to work, and we're not spending all this time together. Um, and then the other thing is just that I, I really, you know, we've talked a lot on this podcast about how I'm really bad about just like mm-hmm. booking myself for everything and like doing stuff all the time. And part of this, and I don't, part of it may also be like a bright side yeah, to the depression. Absolutely. It's just like, <laughs> it's okay to just like sit down and do nothing. Like it's okay <laughs> to just like sit down and like veg and, you know, hang out and like not have an agenda and go sit on the front porch and watch the mm-hmm. lightning and like mm-hmm. not always having to have an end goal every single minute of the day has been... It was very uncomfortable at first, but now that I'm used to it, it's like, oh my God, like I could live yeah. this way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't necessarily have to go back to the way things were, you know, like I could still say, okay, you know what? I'm only going to do like one or two things yes. a, a week and yes, uh, absolutely. the rest of the time I'm just going to hang out and that would be okay. It's still a valid life, you know? So, so there's a bright side. Yeah. There's, there's some, yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> There's some things to look forward to. There's some silver linings. Okay. Well, I think that's pretty good. Anyhow, that's, pretty good that's all way I got. to end on a positive note. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. That's right. All right. End on the positive. <laughs> yeah, like I do subscribe. here. Weekly time. Ding that bell. Like and subscribe. <laughs> love you too. Oh, I, know, I love right? you, Stacey. Thanks. Have fun editing the hell out of this Okay. Later. Bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho